Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thinks. We can dance if we want to. We can <laughs> leave our friends behind. Because if your friends, friends don't, don't dance, and if they don't, they don't dance, well, then they're, they're no friends, friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 That's where you're going today. I yeah, like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. We were, we do sometimes before this happens, do a little mini dance situation to shake out all the bad. Yeah. <laughs> the demons. <laughs> we got to get them out of here. We got to exercise it. We got to get this, this space purified for the pod. We do just mostly <laughs> air hump for like, <laughs> for like four minutes. <laughs> bounce around yeah we just bounce around in pelvic thrust for like four minutes (laughs) it gets us in the right headspace (laughs) are you guys alarmed by that because it feels like you should be alarmed by that (laughs) oh no oh no so Uh, what's so what's good with you today i was gonna go with dancing that's good yeah that was that was my theme because it is It, it helps me shake out a lot of things it gets me feeling better physically mentally emotionally so sometimes when i'm just pissed i have to dance it out like a weirdo yeah Yeah. no actually i had never tried that coping skill until i was hanging out with you like this idea of just i'm gonna put on something really loud dance to it for five minutes and then that's it i mean I will get drunk and listen to Selena Gomez by myself <laughs> and, and like dance in front of the mirror, but that is not like something that I had hardcore tried on my own. So yeah, yeah it actually, it really kind of improves the mood, gets the circulation going. I'm into it. It's like yeah. a five minute reset. Yeah, it, yeah. it helps. Yeah. I do it when I clean too. I like to dance around as I clean. Yeah. It makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. And it's weird too, because like even if I'm not in a headspace to start to do it, I... I am then very into it shortly, <laughs> shortly into the song. Oh, no. What's your favorite type of music to dance to? It really depends on which my moods. But I, I mean, it just it does have to be upbeat, really, to make it like a good dance to it. It can't be like a slow song. Like those I can sing with and enjoy. But it does have to be it just has to have a catchy beat to yeah. make me. Yeah, shake my ass. Shake shake that ass. Um, I would say that I definitely went through an EDM phase, which surprises zero people at all. Yeah. Just whatever is the scenester thing to do at that time, I'm going to try and pull that off. And so for a while, I was just into songs that would have dubstep. (laughs) Yes. Hey, I like it. When the beat drops or whatever, it's always like, yeah. (laughs) That's what it does. When I I air hump the hardest. Yeah. (laughs) It's really just like, that is my, that's my deal. I like to get into that sort of thing. I also, I mean, sometimes I do enjoy, I don't know, weirdly death metal gets me all amped. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Sometimes I have, I prefer the, like there are some death metal songs that actually have like really like 
uplifting lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're a badass kind of lyrics. Yeah. Those ones I dig. It's the ones that like, fuck everything and everything <laughs> is terrible. Like, screaming Ooh. death stuff. Then I'm kind of like, oh, okay, this isn't where I'm going. <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to get out of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the energy I'm trying to get into this right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. I'll take yeah. that as your so, what's good. <laughs> yeah. What's your what's good? Mm, my what's good is basically that you told me a story about pants this week that I could <laughs> that I could change my <laughs> my pants life. So earlier this week I was having a full on meltdown. So I work in the office a couple of days a week and I work out of the office a couple of days a week. When I work out of the office a couple of days a week, I just I mean, I'm not putting on a bra, I'm not putting on anything with a real waistband. Obviously nobody does that. Yeah, wear your sweatpants. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know who I don't no. think anybody does No that. human so, does. If you're not being seen from the bottom down, you're not putting on bottoms. No, no, <laughs> no. And so I've gotten really resistant to the concept of anything touching my belly in a confining sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I came into the office and I just felt so trapped by my own pants. I was like <laughs> in a bad mood, in an actual bad mood, because I felt like my pants were trapping me. And I And it was, I'd sit down and there were these... They're below the belly button, but not like hip huggers. And so they're hitting this weird place. Spot, and I'm just yeah. Like and just them like up all day. And it's just like, why? Why am I wearing this? And then I told Michaela that I was really annoyed by my own pants and also my own bra, if we're being honest, and that I didn't <laughs> want to be there. And I was really having an actual, I mean, you guys is actually having meltdown. Yeah, it's it a bad. sensory thing. You don't have to have autism spectrum to have, have sensory, sensory struggles. Yes. Yeah. I get really fucked up by sensory stuff i mean seriously like i if i things are too loud yep. or too smelly Same. or too confining my belly <laughs> then i get mad so i was telling Michaela that i just like couldn't i could barely tolerate my life and she was like oh i haven't worn pants with an elastic waistband in like years and she's like pulls up her shirt and like shows me that her dress pants that look like dress pants are basically yoga yeah, pants. yeah they're like, like yoga pants what they look like dress pants yeah so she gave me the and they have zipper pockets guys yes and they're they're just i mean they look exactly like black dress pants and i got the information so what's good is that i'm going on a journey where I, you're I, never gonna wear pants with buttons again uh-uh, no yes yeah and i, I mean i'm being very <laughs> solidly committed to that yeah. <laughs> like i think i might also go on a journey where i don't wear real bras anymore we're gonna see where that one takes me i don't I don't even want to wear a sports bra. I just don't want anything <laughs> touching me. And so I don't know. We'll see. I I want to get, I want to wear a muumuu. <laughs> I want to be shapeless and formless and wear a muumuu at and all times. And comfortable. I just don't yeah. like, it's hard for me to do therapy when I'm thinking about things digging into my belly. I just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like distracted by senses. It's just, it's something. Anyway, so that's my what's good this week. Is I I'm dig it. about to get some. No waistband pants. Yeah, those are the best. <laughs> yeah, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So did I don't I know that we didn't have any real homework last week in terms of we just did the, you know, here's how to become a therapist. But did you do anything or try anything last week? Not really. I kept doing the acts of kindness. I kept just trying to make sure I was doing compliments and that kind of stuff. How'd that go? I mean, good. I mean, no, nobody's ever opposed to a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did was what was the benefit to you of this? It makes me feel good too. Yeah. So what did you try for your podcast experiment since we didn't really 
Yeah, I kept up with some of the self-validation stuff. And even though we didn't have any formal homework, I was working on saying what I meant and just communicating clearly without feeling guilty. And oh, I love it. Yeah, so being con- honest and kind to others without um, making myself feel uncomfortable about my own honesty. I, o- I often find myself in positions where I... <laughs> This is going to sound some type of way, but I'm often the only person who sees what's really going on in a situation. And mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you guys can relate in the audience. And I feel like I I'm, feel like I can. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm Jim from the office just looking at the camera. Right. Like all the time, look at the camera. Like, are you seeing what Michael Scott is doing right now? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, it's my whole day in and out it, it, at home, at work all day. And so um, I have gotten to a point where I think I'm just going to go ahead and say whatever's happening and try not to feel guilty about it. Because a lot of times people don't super want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I can say it in a kind way, but I'm still going to say it. It is a vo- value of mine to be transparent about what I need or what I see. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been going really well. I don't think <laughs> I don't think it is always received well, but it... no. And I, I, like I said, I don't want to be saying that I'm trying to be some kind of asshole just telling truths, but it's more just like it makes me feel good and less cloistered up. Yeah. To at least say, I've at least said my piece. Yeah. Like, this is what I see and this is what's going to explode. Yes. If it explodes, I'm sorry, but I told you it was going to explode. Yeah. It it feels (laughs) like there's, there's two bad choices here. Like, either I'm going to say, I'm not going to say my honest opinion and I'm just going to kind of ruminate about it and be annoyed and resentful that I didn't say anything. Yeah. Or I am going to say it and people are going to be butthurt about it. And that's just... Right. But that's their choice to be butthurt about it. They're deciding to feel that way. Yeah, exactly. So you're doing what's best for your emotions and how they deal with it is on them. Yeah. And I always (laughs) think to myself, like, I just don't, um, if I say it kindly and if I say it in a way that like helps people be supported, then I think that's okay. And so I'm working on that. And it's been, it's been a journey, but I am doing it. (laughs) Nice. And it benefits me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. I get it. Oh, so guys, also, before we forget, keep in mind that we do have a Patreon if you're loving what we are oh, yeah. giving out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. looked at this. We put it in bold on our outlines. In a different red. color even, yeah. guys, and we still don't see it. <laughs> We're doing... <sighs> ah! <laughs> How will we ever get money? <laughs> it's never going to happen. No, we... So we have a Patreon. It's called www.patreon forward slash shit your shrink thanks so you can find us on there you can just search us on patreon too yeah and feel free to become a donor it really does help us out helps us produce more content and it helps us do this more often so right we'd love that as you know and then we have a gmail shit your shrink thanks at gmail.com so mm-hmm. if you're liking something you want to hear more of something you want to hear some sort of information right if you have know. an idea for an episode whatever mm-hmm. let us know yeah give us some shout outs and then we also have an instagram shit your shrink thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i'm making some sweet sweet memes you on are instagram. making some sweet memes on instagram yeah. they're great yeah that's what i'm trying to that's what i'm working on all day i like make myself laugh and we have like 60 followers <laughs> and I'm not 100% they're real people but that's we'll take it that's what I'm doing <laughs> so what are we talking about today today we are talking about our thoughts and the power of our thoughts first why is it important to even think about our thinking you know what is what is the magic that our thoughts hold Sunny? oh our 
our thoughts hold all kinds of magic. <laughs> what we think has a direct impact on our emotions and our behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I will give you an example. Well, this is a real example. <laughs> I will give you a fake real example. So do you guys ever get the Sunday weirds? Um, mm. where you're sitting around on Sunday and you're having an existential crisis about why having do you to go to work on Monday, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why do I even do this? <laughs> but you know, you have to do it. It's not super helpful to have an existential crisis about it Sunday. You're not going to change your job. If you are going to change your job, that's a different story, but you're going to go to work Monday anyway. This is all happening. The way that you think about it does kind of impact your mood. So right. let's say I'm like, gonna come in and I think my email is gonna be a trash can fire and that somebody's gonna shout at me and also that I don't know somebody's gonna come into my office and yell at me mm -hmm. maybe those things are true maybe those things are not true I don't super know yet but I what I do know is that I am going to have a negative mood about it if that's my thought pattern yeah I'm just gonna feel shitty and anxious shitty is probably not an emotion word so let me use an emotion word I'm gonna feel sad and anxious maybe <laughs> Mostly just fear was, is what I feel on the Sunday weirds. Yeah. And then I might, my behavior will probably match the thought or the emotion. Mm -hmm. So if I felt sad and weird, I might choose not to get out of bed. I might choose not to be social. I might choose to just watch Netflix all day, which then makes me feel sadder and weirder. Right. And then you just did that to your Sunday and you're letting right. your Monday ruin your Sunday right instead of enjoying your day and exactly. actually being in the moment like we talked right. about in our mindfulness episode right you're letting your thoughts just totally yes. f up the enjoyable day that you could have had yes exactly if in that moment on Sunday you're watching I don't know Real Housewives and eating pizza, things are okay. Yeah. Like, things are going well. <laughs> this is pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> things are going well for you. So the, so what you are paying attention to and your thinking does have an impact on your mood and then what you choose to do. Yeah. Thoughts are affecting how we feel, affects how we respond and behave. So if we are thinking a certain way, we can change the way we feel. Like Kind of like in our emotions episode, we talked about how important it is to process and acknowledge our emotions. But through that also, we need to process and acknowledge our thoughts and what that's doing to our emotions because sometimes our first emotional response is an emotion we're having out of habit. It's mm -hmm. a, or it's an unconscious thought even, right, that's tied to our belief systems. And it's driving that force. But at the same time, in this moment or in this actual reality, if you break it down, you're having a little bit of an overreaction, yeah. right? Yeah. We're jumping to some kind of conclusion. We're having kind of a, a twisted thought about it. Yeah. Um, or we're focusing just on the wrong thing and it's impacting the way that we feel about it. Whereas if we change or the way that we think, we can change the way that we feel, which changes the way that we respond. Yes. Yes. And I think too, I mean, keep in mind that not all thought patterns are inaccurate right. or unhelpful necessarily. But I think you said a mouthful when you said that if you don't even know what caused you to feel an emotion, right? it's going to be really helpful just to have a basic awareness of this. I talk to clients all the time who come in and say, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling angry, feeling depressed, anxious, whatever. And I say, okay, well, what are you thinking in the daytime? Right. What's, what's just going on in your head? And they don't know. They don't know what's happening. Yeah. They, they can't tell me. <laughs> and so part of 
just even the front end work of getting your emotions into a space that feel more healthy to you or your behaviors into a space that feel more healthy to you mm-hmm. is tracking your thoughts at all. Just right. what? Just being an observer, mm-hmm. just trying to say like what what's really happening up there. Yeah. And and acknowledge they are just thoughts too. Mm-hmm. That's that's the other part of thinking about our thinking is kind of detaching from it a little bit mm-hmm. and trying to step back and take like a scientific scientistic is that a word yes. <laughs> it is now absolutely uh, take take a scientific <laughs> stance and and be like okay you know what th- what is this thought that i'm having like here's a thought where is this thought coming from mm-hmm. what what set this thought in motion mm-hmm. you know really kind of dig into it again just like the emotions lean in don't yeah. run away yeah. lean in and explore dig around a little check it out yeah. check it out what's that look like and and where did it come from maybe something in your environment produced that thought we're not sure right but ultimately people you know our thoughts determine so much people can have the exact same experience and and do respond totally differently and view things completely differently. Our perspective of what we are experiencing dictates everything, guys. Absolutely. Uh, For example, let's just say that this Gwen and Shirley, they both have an argument with a really close friend, okay? Mm -hmm. So Gwen has kind of a negative thought. She thinks, we always argue. She can't ever see my side. This is so unfair. (laughs) She gets really angry. She starts blaming Gwen's a B. <laughs> Gwen's a B. Gwen is like, this is not fair. I don't like it. And she stays angry and she like feeds that anger and she doesn't reach out to her friend to repair the relationship because it's her friend's fault, not her fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so over time, their friendship becomes more toxic and distant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Shirley, on the other hand, has a fight with her friend and she thinks, oh my gosh, that was really rough. We can both be pretty stubborn sometimes. Maybe, maybe I should apologize and talk this through. So mm-hmm. she's feeling a little more regretful, a mm-hmm. little more forgiving. Like she understands that friggin' fights happen sometimes and you need to talk about them and process yeah. them. Yeah. And so because of that perspective that she takes, yeah, she actually accepts a portion of the responsibility. Like, oh, maybe I responded a little too, you know, harshly or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she talks to her friend about it and they're able to communicate and actually strengthen their relationship. Right. So those responses, you have two totally completely different outcomes. Right. That's an exact example of how your thinking, what you think about a situation directly connects to your behavior, what Mm -hmm. you choose to do in the situation, and then the emotional outcome. Right. And we're not necessarily saying there's all sorts of things that you can do with your thoughts. And we can talk about the different options that we can do with your thoughts. But the very first concept is that this awareness, we're just giving an example of how different thinking patterns just completely change the landscape of how you behave. Yeah, it changes the landscape of how your life feels. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if everything that approaches you is a battle, Mm -hmm. if everything that approaches you is a fight, if everything... If everybody has ill intentions or that's what you perceive, mm-hmm. it's going to be a rough life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's tough because, well, I'm going to throw in a, a plug here for people who have survived trauma. There is True. a different set of things that sometimes happens in our brain and that's yeah. okay. Um, but w- really kind of what we're going to be advocating here is like lots of different options for identifying your thoughts and then what to do with it. Sometimes they're accurate. Right. Sometimes right. you have a negative thought. 
And it's that's accurate. You needed yeah. to have that negative thought to see the bullshit that was being thrown in your face. Yes, but even <laughs> right, exactly. But even then, you need to be aware of your thoughts. Right. What am I conceptually thinking? How do I know whether that's actually helpful or unhelpful to me? Yeah. And, keyword: helpful or unhelpful. Not yeah. not real or unreal. Yeah. Don't be looking at your thoughts that way. Is this helpful or unhelpful? Yeah. Like, is this going to protect me and keep me safe, or is it going to be against my values? Is this is this thought going to be in service of my values? Or is this thought going to be against my values? And this, right. is a, this is a way to discuss it. But basically, the magic of thoughts is it determines your behaviors. It determines your emotional layout. We can even think of an example from sports psychology. So they've done research on people who imagine shooting baskets for basketball versus a group of people who do not imagine that same thing. The group that imagines it and practices mm. it cognitively just in their mind and their imagination and their thinking pattern literally have improved Make sports more. performance. That makes sense. Right. So there's that self-fulfilling prophecy is kind of real. If you are perceiving that you're going to fail at this thing, if you're about to go do a job interview and you're saying there's no way they're going to hire me, I'm not worthy. This is terrible. I'm going to bomb this job interview. Mm-hmm. You walk, I guarantee you walk into that interview and you end up bombing it, guys. Yeah. Or maybe you do okay, but you still don't get the job because you you shot yourself in the foot. You already perceived yourself as failing and then you have failed, yeah. which is kind of normal. I'm not I don't want to make you think that that's not normal to think that way. Unfortunately, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, but if you can perceive yourself as being successful, if you can try to just imagine yourself, you know, my goal is to climb Mount Everest. So I'm just imagining myself on the top of Mount Everest. What does that even feel like? What does that look like? What, you know, visualize yourself there. There is some awesome benefits of, of doing that. Yeah, there is, there is some good social psych research that shows that the perceptions you have about another person, their motive, how a situation is going to go, whatever it is, that perception in advance does change the way that you communicate non-verbally. And so even if you are not expressing that, your non-verbals are changing. And so the situation is more likely to fit your script of, of what it is that you think is going to happen. Now, let me be super, super clear. And this is, I think I just keep doing this because I'm a trauma therapist. And so a lot of times people the reason get, you perceive that yeah yeah you have a valid you reason have a valid reason to, to perceive that yeah and to perceive that and to have this narrative in your head and to not trust those people yeah and, yeah and that's okay and also let me be very clear the reason that something bad happened to you is not your fault let me be a hundred million right. percent clear on that right just because this is more like hey how can we change it from a neutral to a positive Mm -hmm. situation like a not doing as well in the job interview to trying to perform better it's like a performance sort of a thing Mm -hmm. but if something negative like a trauma happens this is not a result of your negative thinking (laughs) right like this is not what that is (laughs) yeah your negative thinking did not make that trauma happen to you no yeah however your perception of that trauma and how you move forward will change how you behave yeah will change how you behave and and kind of trying to always kind of check with yourself on whether or not your current perception of your current environment and current situation is just a memory from that past trauma or if it is serving you. serving you and yeah. valid with the current situation yeah and and sometimes it can be both yeah right? like sometimes it's a memory of the past trauma and you're like okay why does this person seem sketch to me right and then you reflect on other situations where somebody's <laughs> been fucking sketch to you and you're like oh okay like i get it but again this is the power of thinking we need to know we have to think going- about our thinking yeah we have yeah. to think about our thinking like what's going through my head 
what memories are in there Mm -hmm. why am i thinking this thought about this other person Mm -hmm. and and again we don't necessarily have to change it but we've got to clock it we got to know what our motives are what's going on up there even in the first place yeah yeah and that observation is just that's the clutch that's the clutch part is that observation of your thoughts yeah and and that's the hard part is is taking the time to observe it right and not just doing autopilot Right. And and different people find different things when they start to observe it. So I can, I know mm-hmm. I'm going a little off the rails here, but when I started observing my thinking, I was actually really surprised by how many things I was doing unconsciously in terms mm. of judging my environment. And it actually helped me validate myself rather than invalidate myself. Oh, so yeah. I, so I can give you an example. So again, I have talked about, I'm a human lie detector. And like, I know when somebody is pulling my chain and it drives me absolutely crazy. It feels like, I don't know, disrespect or something. I really can't put my finger on it. But I I had always kind of had this gift, even from being a teenager of like, okay, I know, I know what's going to happen here. I know what somebody's going to do. Mm-hmm. And before being able to look at my thinking patterns, I didn't really understand how I knew that. Mm-hmm. Where was I getting this information from? And was it accurate at all? And when I started to examine my, my thinking patterns, what was happening is unconsciously I was checking it across multiple other memories or situations mm. to come up with a hypothesis. So it helped me validate like, okay, yeah, I'm just I'm just actually reflecting on other things I've actually seen before. Right. So I can feel a little bit more sure in, okay, yeah. I'm Trusting gonna, your instinct. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect myself from this situation or I'm going to be aware of this person or thing. Other people, I think they look at their thoughts and they're like, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, mine is the opposite. I was looking at my thoughts and it was like, wow, you're really mean to yourself, man. Like, <laughs> this, this is not good. Like, this is not all your fault. Like, yeah. stop collapsing on yourself like a dying star. <laughs> like, this will be okay. You've gone through worse. Like, you can manage this. You're not an idiot. You got it. You know, I think it's it's interesting how how different that yeah, our our inner thought log was. It can, yeah, it can be. Mine was very other focused and predictive focused. I noticed. I also have a a high inner critic, and I still do work on that. And that is one thing that I do do cognitive challenging exercises on. Yeah. And we'll talk about those. But again, the magic of our thoughts is the awareness of mm-hmm. how they are impacting what we are doing. Yeah, and I have one truth bomb question to have you ask yourself. If your inner voice was a person, would you want to be friends with it? Like if that, if your inner voice was just a, a human that you met and they were talking the way they were talking, oh, shit. would you want to be friends with that person? Hey. And if your answer is no, then start observing and, and checking and having little conversations with yourself. That's a, a really good point. I mean, <laughs> now, nowadays, my, mine is. Nowadays, mine Yeah, mine is, is now. Yeah. I'm like, you know what you're talking, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> always sunny in philadelphia that meme where charlie's like got the drawn up maps yes, and yes, everything yes. The and conspiracy he's, thing, he's yeah. like smoking a cigarette and he's got his conspiracy like uh. that's my inner voice but she's actually funny <laughs> <laughs> first of all she knows what's happening and second of all she's pretty funny so yeah it just it, it kind of depends yes would you like to hang out with that person because yeah that's who you're hanging out with now exactly and and i think too a root of a lot of our mental health struggles are within that inner thought 
people don't want to be alone with themselves because they hate that inner voice so much. Yeah. And that's part of their problem. So then they distract themselves with substances, with games, with all sorts of other things. And they're not living their current life. They're living in a fantasy world with yeah. different, you know, like yeah. they're not being present because they're scared to be present with themselves. Yes. Yes. Their, their thinking patterns make them choose things to avoid those thinking patterns and emotions. That's yeah. called experiential avoidance in the biz. So it's like, Maybe I drink a lot extra to avoid that inner voice or that mm-hmm. inner thinking and emotional experience. Maybe I, I don't know, gamble too much to avoid mm-hmm. that inner voice and that experience where you could instead turn towards it, which is what we highly recommend. Avoidance right. is not the answer. No, my dudes. It, it never solves anything. It just makes that it just gives it feeds it. Actually, again, yeah. it's like don't think of the elephant and all you're thinking of is elephant. So yeah. that elephant just keeps growing and growing right. and growing until it fucking breaks the whole China hutch. Right, 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 right. Wow, he's in the China hutch. I don't know. <laughs> Why you put an elephant in there? <laughs> started out as a figurine. Oh, okay. Time. So we're in like Night at the yeah. Museum now. Yep. <laughs> this is a magical land we've entered. <laughs> We're seeing Michaela's thoughts firsthand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's just circus music playing in the background. Uh, so we know that having some pessimistic or self-defeating or Asian thought, anxious thoughts is actually really common. It's yes. normal. It's just whether they're helpful or unhelpful in service to your values and just creating some awareness about them. Right. It's just like how labeling emotions can help us better understand what we're feeling. We can categorize our thoughts. They can help us recognize when our thoughts are unhelpful or should be questioned or are totally accurate just right. to know. Right. Um, so we do have some common cognitive things that are called cognitive distortions. And right. I have I have a caveat for this. This is my trauma <laughs> provider caveat. Not everything is a cognitive distortion. Let me like 100 Correct. million percent. If your I'm, gut is telling you it's a fish. Yes. Trust your gut. It's probably a fish. Yes. Right. <laughs> but if you if you watch your thinking patterns for, let's say, a month and you start to notice that there are some kinds of like negative ones that, you know, they're not accurate or helpful. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I, uh, I don't. I don't like these and I know they're not taking me anywhere and they're Mm -hmm. not helping me and they're not protecting me for something and they're not getting me into something better. Okay, we actually have some names for those things. Right. And again, just like how labeling our emotions can help us better understand, if we can catch our thoughts and put them in one of these categories, then we can say, for me personally, I I then use that as saying, okay, so this means I need to start questioning it. If my thought is it feels like it falls into one of these categories, then that means I might be overthinking. I might be, you know, I I need to kind of just dig in a little deeper. Yes. <laughs> I think Michaela and I differ really a lot, like, on, a our, lot yeah. on how we handle thinking patterns. So we're going to give this sample up front because I would say actually the majority of people probably fit into the category that Michaela is giving. And I'm probably a minority of people and not even I'm probably I know I'm a minority of people statistically. <laughs> and so I, I will give you the sample of where I go with these things. Mm-hmm. So and you can kind of see which one works better for you. It's it's totally up to your own user experience right but so these are these are going to be really important so Michaela lay it on us what's some cognitive distortions all right so one of the first super common kind is all or nothing or black and white thinking Mm. so this is when we're looking at things in absolute extremes you know if your thoughts have always never every 
in there, then you're probably thinking in extremes. Uh, only Sith only deal in absolutes. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> dot, 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 sunny. Dot, 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 Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and often when we think in these extremes, what we're actually also doing is further excusing our behavior to go further down the extreme. Right. A good example is, let's say that you're on a diet. And mm-hmm. Ooh, there's no good one. There's no ice cream on that diet, okay? Mm-hmm. But you eat a scoop of ice cream and you tell yourself, Oh my gosh, I've completely blown my diet. It's all over. It's all over. It's I all blew over. It. It's Start done. to finish. I might as well eat this peanut brownie. Yes. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. So you say you've blown your diet and now you're gonna go further blow your diet. Right. 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 Whereas if you would have had the thought process, ah shit, that was not on my diet plan, but that's okay. Let's get back on this horse. I'm yep. going to eat some celery next. It's not, it's not totally ruined. It's, it's not, not totally, totally ruined. ruined. We shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes by thinking in those extremes. Yes. He never does the dishes. He did the dishes once. Okay. <laughs> Maybe only once, but there was that one time. Acknowledge that one time to lessen your anger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I think differently about this man. I am like totally like if I can get on board with the, um, I really like that diet example. I like super love that diet example or with the interview example you talked about earlier in terms of, well, I made an error on this interview and so it's all. It's all over. There's no way they're going to hire me. I said, I stuttered once in the interview. Yeah, that's a problem. It's done. But as far as holding other people accountable, that's where, (laughs) (laughs) that's as soon as my black and white thinking kicks in. I'm like, nope, fuck that. Because for me, it's like a risk reward benefit, but I think that's everybody's difference. Like for me, if I'm like, I don't actually need to acknowledge you doing the dishes one time. You get a 99% failure. (laughs) I'm out. Like, I don't need. (laughs) For me, it's more so I'm acknowledging it for myself. It's not that I'm acknowledging it to excuse their behavior. I'm acknowledging it for myself so I don't go off the rails. (laughs) You're like, this is going to help me not end up on Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want to be one of those like woman murder cases that you watch. So so I'm going to lessen my anger by acknowledging that one time. It's my crazy ass going to be on Snap one day. I don't even care anymore. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, what's another cognitive distortion we got? Another one is overgeneralization. Oh, that's a good one. So that is when we're making a broad interpretation from a single event or just very few events. And mm-hmm. that, again, also often has the always or the never kind of thought patterns in it. Mm-hmm. But say that it's my first time ever getting pulled over by a police officer mm-hmm. and that officer was a dick. Mm-hmm. And now I have this thought in my head that ugh, all officers are dicks. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. a that's an overgeneralization. That's a broad brush stroke. Not all policemen are dicks. Not all therapists are quacks. Not all, yeah. you know, yeah. we we just have to check ourselves and make sure that we're not letting one experience prevent us from exploring other experiences. Right, right. Keeping keeping an openness and a willingness to other experience. Man, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I'm going to challenge that too. I'm the Do worst. It. Hopefully, no, our, I think this is good. Hopefully this our listeners good. are, because this is where I am like, my experience of people and things leads me down a different path with overgeneralization. For me, I like to take it as an experiment. Mm. So I haven't had actually the best experience with like, let's say cops or let's say <laughs> whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do have a good set of reasons for that. So I'll go into experiences with wariness and carefulness and the assumption that I do need to kind of keep myself safe and be aware Um, in in just any situation, doctors, cops, it doesn't really matter. But what I try to do is keep a uh, an open mind that they can change. Yeah. yeah, To like, hey, here's what's happening here. But I am actually going to take my hypothesis 
I'm doing hypothesis testing. So I actually am going to take myself seriously and validate that off the bat Mm -hmm. and operate from that place because it's a place of safety, but with a willingness to flex it. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the key, I I think that's a fair way to approach things. It's just the key that you have to be open and willing to change your perception on that individual or situation yeah like so walking in there being like okay every time I've walked in here like walked into something similar to this bad shit has happened like I'm gonna be on guard I think that's cool and fair honestly yeah I just think you have to be open to not letting that be the truth yeah yeah openness to experience experiment with the truth and I think to openness to hmm not necessarily change your perspective but it allows you to prepare be ready for something Mm -hmm. but not necessarily shoot yourself in the foot by getting um angry or defensive on the front end right you're not walking in there with a tude you're walking in there with some with some awareness with some awareness yeah Yeah. like here's here's what's going on here and i'm i'm pretty i'm gonna be really cautious and um in i i will have a plan i will have some sort of information and (laughs) i will i will check it Um, yeah but for me, again, the overgeneralization stuff, like some of us come by it, honestly, you know, like some of us, we've got some, a lot of experience, like, a lot of traumas. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. let's say that most of your life is like trauma history. It's like, well, there's, I mean, hey, yeah, like, yeah, it's okay to come at it with that framework. And we just test it in each situation. But to be clear, there are times where you actually don't need to test it. If you're like, no 99% sure this sucks <laughs> and, it's gonna, and it's gonna hurt me and be bad you can dip that's all right like, yeah it's not a big deal this is more like overgeneralization is more like again for the job interview for the performance thing for right. the like relational thing that right. where you know you're already in a safe situation or it's probably an okay situation and you know you're overgeneralized even so right. that's when we really want to check that it's not when you're like actually in a situation that could be unsafe. I mean, right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would say it goes with labeling as well. You know, I, I think to me, it's you don't want to overgeneralize and label too. Like not yes. everybody is one. Th- Again, it's not all black and white. Not everybody yes. is one thing. Yes. So don't overgeneralize and or, just or label people. Label. Yeah. There's a lots of information you may not know. For yeah. sure. For sure. What's our next cognitive distortion? This is fun. I mean, I'm I like enjoying it. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very different, like, types of therapists, as you can see. <laughs> but, like, we, we also know that different strokes for different folks. So we're just trying to present these kind of alternatives. Yes. Yeah. So the next one is magnification, which also often leads to catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So magnifying, <laughs> yeah, is blowing things way out of proportion, making a mountain out of a molehill. And catastrophizing is when you're seeing that worst possible case scenario. Like yes. you're literally jumping to the worst possible case <laughs> reason that this could be happening or yeah. worst possible case what could happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yep. Guilty of all those. Yeah. Yeah. We all yeah. are. Again, yeah. these are all very common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we all do these. It's not that big of a deal. It's just more like tracking it, catching it. Yeah. And, and saying, okay, well, you know what? This actually is a molehill, not a mountain. Like I'm, I'm really, we're, we're setting ourselves up to make it more difficult by thinking it's more difficult. Yeah. Get, break us off a sample of what you mean by like kind of catastrophizing or magnifying. So say, for example, your boss sends you an email. And they say, we need to talk. 
<laughs> I just had <laughs> a good... <laughs> yeah. What's your first thought? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh no, they're going to fire me. <laughs> I just had a cold chill run down my spine. Right. Excuse me, I got to throw up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it says it's just a vague email. We need to talk. You're going to probably blow that a little out of proportion and think, oh my God, like, I'm about to get in trouble. I'm over. about to get fired. Yeah. This is over. F. F everything, like, see you later. <laughs> Let me set sail on my destination sorrow trip. F, 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 F. Yeah. <laughs> and then you walk in there and they actually are like, hey, like, you did this thing and you did it really well. And I just really wanted to talk to you about it and, you know, really give you kudos and encourage you to keep doing that thing. And it actually turns out to be this big buildup. Yes. Right? Yes. So you set yourself up to be all anxious and look how worried and distressed you got when right. it wasn't even that thing. Yeah. It's that, it's that I'm predicting this thing before it happens and I maybe don't have evidence. Now again, like we'll go back to the situation before. Right. Maybe they've I, already had that. Let's talk. And yeah. Last time they did it, it was not good. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going back to the alternative of like, hey, if you have evidence in the past or in the, you know, that has showed you that this is going to be a weird deal. Okay. That's a different thing. But if you have no historical evidence yeah. of this boss throwing the hammer down on you, there is really probably not a lot of reason to get all bent right. before you get in there. Right. Because then you're just, it's, but even if they are that way, you're only going to make prolong your anxiety. Mm-hmm. For me, I honestly, even if there is evidence, I tend to try to be like, but maybe not this time. Like I try, <laughs> I try to be like, but, but may, like, you know, I come in with a little bit of caution, but I'm like, but I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there is good research to show that that kind of optimism or that kind of trying to at least give an alternative positive perspective is really um a protective variable for mm-hmm. people's mental health i don't have that i do not have that i, I'm not, I, like, I had to build that yeah but i but i've very actively built that yeah and i think again i am so crazy today with this but everybody's history makes them able or less able to build that yes and so for me personally where i go with more optimistic thinking patterns is and this is again personal history because i've seen and experienced a lot of more emotionally manipulative behaviors Mm -hmm. to me when i try to just quote look at the bright side it is hot it feels gaslighty or it Mm. feels like it it mimics to me it's it's a trigger to me it mimics like Mm. hey you're not like you have all this evidence Mm -hmm. but (laughs) i can see what you're saying exactly so it's like that's why like as a trauma therapist it's always like i'm i make sure to be like hey just be careful that you're not also gaslighting yourself yeah 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 it's good to it's good to try to be optimistic, but don't minimize. Yes. Which is the next one I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. But don't minimize. So minimization is the next one. So that's when you are shrinking the importance of something inappropriately, which is often to distract from the real issue. Yes. Uh, you might believe your own achievements are unimportant or that yeah. your mistakes are excessively important. An example of this, which is a little extreme, but uh, say you're fighting with your spouse and they start to get verbally aggressive. And when you try to talk to your spouse about their tone of voice, you're like, oh, I barely rose my voice. At least I didn't hit you. Right. <laughs> like, at least I didn't hit you. That's some cray crazy. That's a right minimization, there. guys. Right. That is a distracting from the real issue. The issue was that they rose their voice. Yeah. And instead of acknowledging and addressing the issue, they're minimizing. Right. Exactly. That's it. That is a perfect. I love that example. Can't wouldn't change it. And also <laughs> there's with if I think about over like maximizing, magnifying issues I think about if you make a mistake and, and that's something that I work on a lot I actively call it cognitively challenge when I make a mistake 
I'll go through this whole like, I'm the worst. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. I got to go build yeah. another wing in the shame palace. Like, right. let me just construct it. Uh. And so magnifying or minimizing can be unhelpful because it's really overestimating your role in something mm-hmm. or how important something is. Or, you know, if you minimize your own emotions, that cannot be helpful too. So right. if you're like, I shouldn't be sad. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be happy all the time. It's like, well, you're kind of minimizing that. There that was emotion. a situation. Yeah, there's a reason that emotion is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Yeah. The next one on this, which is kind of similar, is mental filter. Mm. So that is when we are kind of dwelling on the negatives and ignoring the positives. Mm-hmm. Like you're only paying attention to the part of the situation and you're not, you know, you're ignoring the other information. Definitely. A lot of times people also kind of do this to say that like their accomplishments don't count a good example is say that you receive a positive comment about your presentation at work, but you receive some constructive criticism, and all you're going to do is obsess about that constructive criticism, right? right. You're you're going to be like, oh, I failed, but there but they there was a compliment in there. Yeah, there was a lot of things. Yeah, that were and positive. and how often for us as humans do when you come home, you can tally off everything that went wrong, mm-hmm. everything that went wrong. You can remember, right. but can you remember the things that went right, guys? Right? Can you can you remember the small successes like man that coffee tasted real good <laughs> like oh, you know, yeah like <laughs> yeah or acknowledge them in the moment when they're happening yeah like, yeah this this coffee is good I am also <laughs> drinking coffee out of a champagne flute today I dig it so that's <laughs> that's where we're at guys I'm fancy acknowledging my success in this moment. fancy like apple bees <laughs> fancy like apple bees that's us girl oh no but yeah uh, it's acknowledging the fun that you're having in the moment or the beautiful sunshine that's hitting you in this moment or the wind or the leaves or the you know whatever right it is. right yeah maybe that asshole did cut you off on your way to work but you made it to work on time right (laughs) like yeah and again there's some research that shows that gratitude exercises and recognizing three good things in a day Mm. are really helpful to changing mental set now again (laughs) trauma therapist chiming in here um you have to be really careful that you are doing this in an already safe environment right yeah we're not wanting you to minimize the terrible things yes yes exactly so this is all with the assumption that like hey generally right now things are okay generally right now you're not being emotionally manipulated or abused generally right right now like you are functioning okie (laughs) dokie now okay let's pay attention to what's good right what what are we focusing on Yeah, yeah yeah exactly see if we can kick it up into a more positive notch the next one is jumping to conclusions some call it future telling and when it comes to people i call it mind reading (laughs) yep so that is when our thinking contains an assumption about the future or what someone else is thinking um with people with those mind reading we're often trying to assume what their thoughts feelings or motives are as a way to justify our resentments insecurities or paranoia Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and sometimes we use those assumptions to justify our behavior and avoid taking responsibility right so yeah so a good example of this could be Oh, let's say this is a common one. So let's say that it is a value that my patient has to actually socialize, get out of the house and make friends. Mm. But mm-hmm. my patient mind reads that everybody hates them and, every, and they're going to be really awkward and that 
while at this party that they were making a negative impression and that yep. nobody wants them around, yeah, et cetera. Nobody likes me here. This is really uncomfortable. Everybody, Everybody's yeah. looking at me awkward. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> bit of mind reading. You're kind of assuming that this person is negatively judging you. You have no clue. You have right. no clue. Until you ask them. Yeah, you have no clue. You know, and, and even then it's like, well... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though they might not be honest. <laughs> right, right. You, you don't, you do not know. So try and distancing yourself from that. And again, <laughs> as I go back to the trauma perspective, I will say that for me, I'm a person who knows people's motives well before they do. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, same. Like, but I'm, I think that's kind of a therapist thing. Like we have to learn how to yeah, figure that out. Yeah, I for the people here, this is, again, a rare subset of people, but again, for the the rarities in the audience where you kind of, you know what somebody's going to do or you have a thought about what somebody's going to do, what I would recommend is just if it's, again, a safety, emotional or physical safety issue, it's not worth it to test the hypothesis. If it's not a safety issue, an emotional safety or a physical safety issue, you can kind of just hold the hypothesis on the front end, like, mm-hmm. eh, I think this person's lying to me, and just kind of test it right. and see. Yeah, but on this one, pack your backpack and see how far it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Testing, kind of see what's going on. And then, hey, maybe it's disproven. Yeah. But this is this is something that like really commonly results from people who have trauma is like it or not they do se- seem to have a, a superpower of being able to accurately predict what's going to happen right in a because they've had to for their trauma i mean to survive right. their traumas they've kind of had to develop that intuition about what somebody else is up to right exactly. but in the, a more realistic example i think that is very common for people let's say that you're walking down the street and you see a good friend and you wave really big at that good friend yeah but that good friend doesn't wave back right and you perceive, you think that they saw you, but that they just didn't wave at you. Right. And then you start to think, oh, my God, what did I do? Do they not like me? What happened? Nobody likes like, me. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, my God. I'm going to bed. But the reality <laughs> was they didn't see you. Or right. the reality is they were lost in their he- thought. Right. And, you know, and we jumped down this train. And think of how upset you could get. You could just totally destroy that friendship if yeah. you decide to. Yeah, you could implode it straight up. Yeah. Instead of testing Instead of hypothesis. just being like, hey, I saw you and I waved. And then they probably been like, oh, sorry, I didn't see you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can test simple, res- simple thing, but yeah. you could totally go off the rails with it Abs- by jumping to conclusion and trying to mind read. Yeah, absolutely. It's again, it's all just like being aware, testing the hypothesis. Any other cognitive distortions you got on the mind? Yeah, I've got a, a couple others I want to do. Okay, so throw it down. emotional reasoning mm-hmm. is another one. Mm-hmm. So that is assuming because you feel a certain way, it is a certain way. So okay. just because I feel guilty I must Mm -hmm. be a rotten person Mm -hmm. just because I feel ashamed I'm horrible because I feel like not doing anything I ain't gonna do shit (laughs) yeah often you have to act in a way that is consistent with your values even if you don't feel like it right and I think well uh, trauma-informed perspective if you have an emotional response at least first validate that please yes and just like again yeah you have to explore those emotions yeah, why is that emotion yeah. there why are you feeling that way yeah but it doesn't mean that it's a valid reason to behave a certain way right exactly exactly like you can be super pissed off and that's totally cool yeah it might also, be totally valid but you yeah. probably shouldn't assault that person yeah also can, <laughs> cannot throw a chair yeah yeah also cannot do yeah do, do not punch drink your coffee and don't stab anybody don't, don't do any hitting yeah yeah exactly exactly i think that's a really good way to put that and, and emotional i mean emotions are a piece of data 
They are. It is just not the whole data. And I can give you an example, again, trauma-informed over here. Like, I often feel very uncomfortable when I am vulnerable with people around me. When I'm making new friends, Mm -hmm. I know that something that's going to happen for me emotionally is I'm going to feel crazy levels of anxiety. I'm going to be like, no, no, no. I feel super insecure. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And I can kind of... I can take that, validate that, and then look at like, okay, well, what are the thoughts behind that? Okay, that's that's a different thing that isn't going on here right now. Exactly. Yep. And it is still better for me to do the friendship making, even though I feel the discomfort. Yeah. So in that sense, I'm, I have acknowledged the emotion, I've engaged with the emotion, but it doesn't mean I'm going to let that be what determines what happens. Fear yes. is one where... If it's, again, a safety issue, if there's any, any, any emotional, physical safety, fear is a gift, fucking run. Yes. But if it's like a social kind of and and a value issue, then, hey, maybe you can see the alternative. Yeah. Yeah. Fight that fear a little. Right. Yeah. Right. The next one I want to do is should statements. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can fully get on board with these. Yeah. So these are the shoulds, the oughts, the musts. Uh, they often I should make, have been I should have been I should have done this or you ought to do this they they make us feel guilty or like we've already failed yeah should have could have <laughs> yeah and and if we direct these thoughts towards others it just leads to frustration like you can should somebody else all you want but they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do guys <laughs> yeah. like you're just banging your head against the wall by yeah. trying to should somebody else yeah you can decide whether you want to leave that situation what you want to do about that but right shouldn't somebody else not gonna help not gonna help you and with yourself it's it, you learn from it like you can't change the past guys mm-hmm. you can should all you want maybe i should have done this thing but i didn't yeah that's the reality didn't do it i didn't do it <laughs> So I need to just look at that and say, why didn't I do it? Like, let's explore. Instead of instead of beating yourself yeah. up, explore why you didn't do the thing. Yeah. I am such like, I have such a farmer mentality about shoulda, coulda, woulda. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. wishes were wings, then pigs would fly. Like, <laughs> I just don't. I like can't. I'm if like, candies, what's that? If candies and butts were sugar. Oh, dang it. Sugars and nuts? Yes. What How, is the rest? I can't remember. How White was- truth says it. <laughs> If candies and butts were sugars and nuts, then every day would be dog fest or something like that. I don't <laughs> we're stuck on nuts again. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, at least we're not on the penises. Yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, shoot. I, I feel like the shoulds are pretty universally not super helpful. I mean, it's right. just like, hey, yes, you can learn from that mistake and... Right, don't dwell next. on it. Yep, yeah. that's okay. Yep. Anything else? The last two that I kind of want to talk about is personalization and the opposite of that, blame. Mm. So personalization is when you're blaming yourself. You're you're taking responsibility for something that wasn't completely your fault. Yeah. So say a parent gets a note from school expressing that their child has some difficulties and the parent thinks, oh, my God, I'm such a terrible parent. I should have made sure that their homework was correct or that this mm-hmm. was da 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 da. It's not your responsibility to do your child's homework. Yeah. Like you can sit down and help them and be supportive or, you know, right. or express like, hey, do you need help with that? And if they say no, you know, it's not your responsibility to do that. And I yes. think especially women. Yes. We tend to personalize other people's behaviors. They did this thing because of me. Again, Sally didn't wave at me because she was mad at me. Yes. You know, my my person didn't do this because of that. It, yes. Like, it's all our fault. Yes. No, no, it's not your fault. You yes. do not have control over their behaviors and what they decide to do. 
Right, right. I hear you totally. I hear you totally. And I think, again, like you said, especially women, and this is another common one for people with trauma. It's mm-hmm. like everything is yes. your fault. Everything is your fault. It's we're going to go into the shame portal immediately yes. whenever yes. something wrong happens. And parents divorced because of me. No, yep. they yep. definitely didn't. Yep. Trauma <laughs> happened because of me. I yeah. keep getting into all these shitty situations. Me, 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 me. It's, it's like, my fault. Yeah. It's not. It's not super helpful. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. It's just I mean, not helpful. It's good to acknowledge the role that you played in things. Again, we don't want to sure. minimize the part that we potentially played, but it's not all your fault. Right. Like there are normally other parties involved in the situation that probably rolled a ball, you know, down the road. (laughs) Yeah. And we can look at what happens in a situation and decide kind of what we could have learned from it or Mm -hmm. how to avoid things in the future or to change things in the future. But it doesn't mean it's your fault from the past. Right. Yeah. And again, so then the opposite is blame. So that is saying that's everybody else's fault, which is kind of a men thing. But again, these are both overgeneralizations. Let me, (laughs) we are overgeneralizing by saying this is a men and women thing. It does, what we see in session, it does end up being Being kind of that that way. That's the split. Yeah, that's just what we've seen. Um, But for blame, it's everybody else's fault. So you're not acknowledging the role or the part that you played. You know, Mm -hmm. my marriage is so lousy because my spouse is, Totally unreasonable. Okay, well, you're married, so yeah, there's two of you in this. Yeah, like, yeah. how did you how did you approach the situation, right. or how did you know? <laughs> you, you can't shit in your drawers, expect somebody to do your laundry, and then be be yeah. cool with that. Yeah, like that's just right. not a reasonable expectation. And also, you know, the issue with blaming as well. You know, I think people look at blame and they think, okay, well, it's not my fault, so I can. But what that does is it puts you in a victim stance, actually. Mm. Because if, if it's not your fault, then there's nothing you can do about it. Right. If it's totally everybody else's fault, if all these things keep happening to you and it's everybody else's fault, then that means that you can't do anything. Right. You're putting yourself in a victim stance. Right. Whereas if you take accountability, yeah. if you can acknowledge that one tiny little part that you played, even if it was a tiny little part, yep. you you're at least forward. acknowledging the thing that you can do differently in the future and, and how to move forward. Right. Exactly. And caveat, caveat, caveat. This is when you're not in a trauma situation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that's assuming that it is actually a situation that you could do something to change and right. it's not a safety issue. Right. But right. Like if it's something with a friendship and you know that friendship is generally stable and safe and helpful and healthy for you okay like why don't you acknowledge some role in that and see if we can come to kind of a mutual benefit if it's a situation where your significant other is being garbage to you different thing different thing different episode (laughs) right yeah don't personalize their like in that example yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so honestly I think we may want to go we may need to have a second episode on this. Oh, man. Are we already into our, our yeah, hour limit? Yeah, we Damn. are. We may need to have a second episode on this because we also had some information about, okay. How to manage it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like, like, here's all your problems. Okay, bye. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> okay, we're a shrink. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So maybe our next episode, then we just go on to the, the rest of this that we planned on. Yeah, exactly. So for next time, we're going to talk a little bit about what skills that we have for you to help you either manage, address the thinking patterns, mm-hmm. get in the sweet spot for you of emotional regulation with your thinking patterns. But that is going to take some time. So we're going to need, I guess, another episode on that. Yeah. You said you had some jokey, so okay. I'm excited. I, I, just, <laughs> I just had one, and I thought it was funny related to the power of thoughts. Ooh, I love it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So here are my top three assumptions when my doorbell rings. 
One, murderer. Two, police telling me everyone is dead. Three, maybe it's that book I ordered about positive thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll let you get a kick out of that. I definitely... (laughs) Number like 10 would be maybe it's that book I ordered about positive (laughs) thinking for me. Uh, Funny Uh, thing about perspectives, yo. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, y'all. Have a safe and a happy week. We love you guys. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Thank you. And we will talk about your thoughts next week again. Yeah. All right. Peace. Bye.